Season 1.5, DMing for an audience with Agnity. This is Demystified, solving DM mysteries in 20 minutes or less because the only hard part is scheduling the next session. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Asa. And we're here with special guest Agnity. Hello. That's me. Yep. Woo. A little bit of background. Agnity is the editor of another podcast that we are on, and she's also the DM slash editor slash, I don't know, owner of the Grands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're my grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have four of them, and they're fine. We're all fine. Today, we're going to talk about what it takes to prepare and run a session for an audience that extends beyond your table. So some of our listeners may listen to other real play podcasts and may be curious about why their games don't always go like the online games go. Others may think, hey, we're having so much fun just messing around on this table. It would be great to mic ourselves up and publish this. Let's talk about why would you record a podcast episode instead of just keeping it private? Fame and fortune, right? Yeah, fame, That's why fortune, we're doing glory. it. That, that is one major motivator for some people, but it's not always the most effective one. It's like anything, writing, playing music. Some people get into it because they think that they're going to be rich and famous. But how many people play basketball and how many people play basketball for the NFL? <laughs> Nobody plays basketball for the NFL. I sports ball hard. <laughs> yeah, you do. I wasn't sure it was on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to ad freely admit that I didn't catch it, so we're just going to ignore oh. it. But yeah, I would say, like, no matter what, you should start off with, do you have any kind of acting or do you want to be famous? Not everyone does. And everyone at the table has to be if you're going to record it. Yeah, it's if you hang out with online forums that are hobby forums for fame adjacent hobbies, people start getting into writing and their first question is what do i do after i get famous after i write my first novel and that is very ambitious good for <laughs> you that you think that you're gonna get famous out the bat just you're I either had that kind of confidence me too me too i meant more so if you're someone who doesn't want to be famous you don't want to be at a table where they're talking about recording it. So you have to make sure everyone at the table. Everybody has to be comfortable with performing. Yeah, true. And there are other reasons to record. That goes back to the performance. You're giving the table a chance to not just participate in a game, but perform for an audience. And that can be enticing in and of itself. Yeah. It reminds me, I know this is not quite directly on topic but matt colville recorded his fourth edition no he recorded his fifth edition game with a bunch of his players and the biggest thing that happened was the players were getting a lot of flack because they weren't actors and mm. matt colville was like whoa guys they're not in this to act they're just players that's something to bear in mind if everyone at the table for a recording session is not necessarily there to be a showman like they might not be the best people for that particular type of recording yeah, it's definitely not a prerequisite if you want to play dungeons and dragons you don't have to be a performer that's not the rules and that's something that a lot of people do think because of the fame of actual play podcasts and shows is that you're supposed to be 
extremely entertaining at all times. And that's not your job if you're just going to be playing for your table. Yeah, so I am extremely entertaining at all times, but <laughs> oh, we know. Yeah. So what happens when you bring an audience into the table? What changes? You have the increased chances of criticism and increased scrutiny, but what else? How does the dynamic change? Yeah. For me personally, when we decided we were going to do our own little campaign, I knew i had to be very attentive to the rules (laughs) right if not follow them at least acknowledge them because that's one of everyone's favorite things to do when you listen to a new real play podcast is be like oh because the rules are an expectation and if they're not met people will criticize that that that's just like the new dungeons dragons movie trailer right people are all crying about because they changed a couple things and they're like shaped into an owlbear yeah they're like that's not allowed (laughs) owlbears aren't beasts owlbears are monstrosity i do that personally the dean dad's crew sure as hell knows my name because i love to tell them what they're doing wrong everybody likes to have that oh i know something that you didn't realize in their back pocket to show off and peacock with and it's not exactly healthy but it is human nature it you is got to be prepared for that. <laughs> it is a way to be noticed by senpai. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing that you have to be mindful of is you now have to make sure that every episode has purpose. Every session has some kind of purpose because you can't really have like dead space. Really, right? You definitely have to have your story that you're going to tell. It's not, there's no room for sandboxes. You can't let your players entirely decide what they're going to be doing for a session. You have to have a plan at all times because players love to dick around. (laughs) They do. Players love not playing. You give players a pet shop and they'll stay in that pet shop for a whole session. It was not ready. (laughs) It was like an hour and 45 for us. Yes. It was an hour and 45 minutes of you guys getting a cat and a bird. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have to storyboard it out. You can't just in a home D and D game. Like, who cares if all they do is dick around in a pet shop for an hour and a half and then have a ten minute fight? Like, whatever. You did a thing. They but, had fun, but the audience is showing up for different reasons than your players are. So, what does an audience show up for? They're there to hear a story. That's what everybody, they're listening for your characters. You're listening for, I listen for humor, at least. I don't want to listen to a pure drama. That's just a bunch of people being sad with dice. (laughs) (laughs) Sad with dice. It reminds me of when I was reading some novels, like Robert Jordan's books, The Wheel of Time. There were a couple books near the end where I'm just like, I'm mad at the, mad at him for putting that book out because he took forever to write it. And then it came out. And I'm like, nothing happened in this book. Like, it was a whole book of people just going from one place to another and not quite getting there yet. And now I'm mad. So in any, and the same thing in, like, television shows, if there's an episode where nothing really happened, the audience gets upset because they feel like it's a waste of invested time. But there are filler episodes as well, and those do work from time to time. I think audiences ultimately show up for the characters. Like, I think that Mm -hmm. the characters are doing something that the audience enjoys. They're being funny or they're telling a story or they're being compelling. And I think that giving the space for the characters to 
really grow and play is fairly important because it, it gets that narrative that you care about. I think a good podcast has a different character that I care about each episode. Like it's not I'm not just listening for one character. I'm showing up and being surprised at who I like each episode. You got to especially with a podcast, you have to with D&D podcast specifically is you have to care about the whole party. Right. If there's one player that or one character that just isn't gelling with the group or is dragging everybody back or has different motivations, it just it's not going to work. You're just then you just have an enemy at the table and that's not fun to listen to. I know that I said that it uh, it frustrates me as an audience member at least when nothing happens in an episode, but then uh, the other side of my mouth I'm going to say really it depends on what you as the group want to like your purpose of recording, because as we said earlier, sometimes you just record it just to have it out there and you're not really trying to build an audience. And if it happens, right. I've seen some actual plays where they do that. They're like, literally, this is just our game and we're just throwing it up on the internet. And sometimes they're good, but sometimes <laughs> they're not. <laughs> right. A lot of times they're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it goes back to what is the purpose of the people recording it? And what are the, are they trying to build an audience or are they trying to put on a show or are they just doing it just for themselves? Right. Kind of thing. So what would you, if you were to say, I'm going to start a new podcast episode or a new podcast series, what would you look for in the type of players that you would invite to the table? No one named Jamie. Oh, <laughs> you definitely have to have someone who comes into it with an idea, but also with an open mind. Like the person who walks in with their four page, single space, double sided backstory, as much as it's, oh, that's good that you put thought into it. That's also very a rigid structure to work with. And I think one of the things that make an actual play podcast work is that it's so open and so up to the dice. So what's going to happen next is unknown. And you have to come from it from a place of growth and not static I have a plan and this must be what is going to happen to my character because this is the arc that I want. If you want that, you want to write a book. Yeah. So other than people who are looking to show up with a novel that they get to read on air, what other what other attributes are? I would say one thing to look for is players who can be consistent at being at the table, being able to block off that time every recording session and make it there because that's not a given with players you don't even have a podcast if you don't have a regular recording schedule that's yeah. plain simple and flat <laughs> if you're trying to recruit sometimes players, the only reason why you can have you even get to play D D is because you have a podcast and you must i've heard that you don't have to know and you know what it's a good motivator for a lot of people for sure i've heard that in this age where get four or five adults around the table on a regular basis it's schedule a podcast the secret to having a regular session is by putting some pressure on it from the podcast angle it the reliability is important and i also think the the ability to improv from a yes and perspective definitely need someone who's quick on their feet you can't have, you know, I'm not going to say anymore. I think you just have to have someone who's good at thinking on their feet. Full stop. If you're not good at that, you're not good at that. And it's not going to be as entertaining if it's going to take you 20 minutes to be like, oh, wait, I should have. Right. Well, I think. An, oh, wait, a, I should have isn't fun. It, oh, wait, you need to. I think that kind of. Yeah, that's important. But it's not as important as if you're if 
the podcast is going to tell a story like something that that Jamie and I were talking about with ours is like pre-scripting some stuff like not necessarily like the RP stuff but like laying out so letting players know ahead of time this is something that you're going to have to deal with so because when Hits, you're tricks and advice for doing like oh i told my crew hey guys come up with a few song lyrics for what would we do with a drunken sailor because guess what i'm gonna ask you for because i don't want you guys to have to improvise that on your feet because that's very specific and silly but still you have to have that agileness to react to what's happening in front of you and it's not always down just to the dm and not a lot of stuff gets planned either there are also you have to have the players who are willing to play something that's a little bit scripted like some elements might be scripted ahead of time or re-recorded or redone just to make sure that the story goes because if you're putting out a product where you're looking at story that might be something you have to do right is hey we need to re-record this because this doesn't work for this like it, it leads us to a dead end kind of thing sometimes yeah doesn't happen often but if you have players that are like not able to do that's that could be really difficult right yeah so i think that one of the biggest things of the dm player dynamics is not having an us versus them mindset where you want very important yeah where you want everyone to be pulling in the same direction and that direction might be forward it might be sideways it might be staying in the same spot for a downtime episode but just getting everyone on the same page i think works a little bit better if you have a problematic player who doesn't necessarily work well with the party they may not work well with the podcast but you as a dm also have to make it pretty clear that you are on your player's side if you know a lot of popular media in dungeons and dragons you put out the dm as the enemy because they play all the enemies but you shouldn't be trying to kill your players every session. That shouldn't be your goal. You should be trying to tell a story with your players. Right. And your goal is to tell the story. So how does that, as a DM, impact your choice of setting or rule sets? For me, I like keeping an audience in mind. I do like to lean on tropes when creating the setting. It just makes it a lot easier for an audience to jump right in. And to load up your whole podcast at the top with a entirely new, I like out of this world this is how magic works here but it doesn't work anywhere else kind of thing it's off-putting for a lot of people that they have to do homework to enjoy your podcast and if you have to explain that at the top of the first episode people may not listen to the first episode first so you have to do that at the top of every episode otherwise you're never going to get a new audience right that's why i think the other side of that coin though is you want to be original enough where audience members are not sitting here saying i'm just listening to this re retelling of another story, but you also want to make sure that you're staying away from copyright issues. If you're leaning on someone else's setting or something. Right. Like. And the wizards of the coast lets you like, if you read the wizards of the coast fan content or community content agreement, you are allowed to use their content as long as you don't directly charge for it, where you could get away running podcast with Neverwinter or in the Sword Coast with a Patreon, but you don't see too many podcasts that go that direction where they reuse like a Gygax setting. Yeah, there is the need to want to be different, of course. You don't want every story to be in the same eight buildings, but 
there is still you have to meet the basic expectations of the rules at least in my opinion that is the baseline of what people are going into this genre of podcast expecting yeah if you're not going to have swords and it's going to be lightsabers you can set that up at the top but you have to be very clear that this is a space thing and you probably don't want dungeons and dragons for that star wars 5e exists you can play edge of empire you don't have to always just do dnd right right yeah, there, and there are 5e space hacks like hyperlanes but yeah but mm-hmm. i think that yeah th- going back to our earlier discussion about people wanting to nitpick the rules you should be clear on what rules you are using just a player expectation is the audience expectation is there but you're setting i think again going back to copyright stuff like i don't know if you're allowed to say we're gonna run a curse of strahd podcast i don't know if you're allowed to do that i don't think you are you are you're just not allowed to lock it behind a paywall and you're also not allowed to read large blocks from the book yeah that kind of may interfere with what you're trying to do as a podcast and if you ever get rich and famous then you might be able to partner with someone and then sell your custom setting as a book and you can't do that if you're running out of curse of strahd or the sword coast or any of those anyway to recap we said that if you were going to run an online type episode or type online type podcast or streaming thing even if you're going into it for fame don't expect fame make sure you have the right players and be a little bit flexible because playing for an audience does require some adjustments anyway that's another one demystified huzzah This was Demystified. If you liked it, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review or share this with your friends. Our website is demystified.com. Just the letter D, mystified.com. Do you have a question for us? Reach out via our Twitter handle at Pickled Wizards or ask on Facebook at Pickled Wizards. Same page. We might talk about your problem here.